Welcome to the Transformation Church Weekly Follow-Up Podcast. Our goal is to help create context and drive conversation to learn more of what God has for us. Now, let's join our team as we get to follow up, break down, and gain deeper insight into this week's message. Hey guys, welcome back to the Transformation Church Weekly Follow-Up Podcast. I'm Justin Oswald, the Executive Pastor of TC. Back with me today is Lead Pastor Brad Livingston. What's up guys? Good to be back. Another week, another sermon, another follow-up podcast. And it is good to be here with you today. And uh, man, it's been a good weekend. Um, I'm ready for this weather to stabilize. Well, it's, we need to do something. It's pretty emotional. It's, it's up and it's down and it's up and it's down. So uh, yesterday it was like a high of 75 or something. Today's a low of like 33. It's I'm getting like, colder as the day goes Yeah, on. I'm like, good grief. So, um, but yeah, got a lot of people, got a lot of people that are listening to the podcast right now from the church because they couldn't be there on Sunday. So, uh, sickness and all kinds of stuff going on, but nonetheless, uh, it was a good day and, and man, we're super excited about some of the things God's doing in the Christmas series and getting ready for this coming up weekend. And, um, you know, just always excited about how God is, uh, doing things and doing things in people's lives and the transformation that's coming from that. And so we celebrate that. Um, it's been great. It's been a good time. Yeah. So, uh, <clears throat> Coming off of... I'm still getting over this. uh, Yeah, Justin's been coughing all week, so... (laughs) I got medicine. I've been taking medicine, but I don't know what's going on. (laughs) You got a... He's got a Dwight Schrute immune system, usually, but... uh, That's true. (laughs) I can raise or lower my cholesterol at will. Why would you want to raise your cholesterol? So I can lower it. (laughs) (laughs) If you're fans of The Office... You You'll got get it. That, yeah. So uh, I but, watched that episode last night. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we watched the episode where uh, Jim and Pam created a fake um, profile for Dwight uh, for, for jobs. Yeah. So a res- put his resume out there. Yeah. He was like, what do you have for karate skills? Yeah. It's like, I'm going to need to update that. <laughs> so I realized what I do. I haven't watched much of it in the last three, four weeks. Oh yeah. Cause I got into the later season. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm in season eight midway through. Ah, uh, yeah. Um, so, you know, eight and nine aren't as good. Uh, um, I like them. They're not as good. Yeah. Andy and gets my nerves. So I, I slow down my watching when I get to those Yeah, and I just slowly make my way through. Cause I like the last episode, mm-hmm. but I just kind of, I hadn't watched a few and I get to where I missed the, the first four seasons. So I just started. Jim was pranking Dwight. Yeah, I mean, season stuff. one is what it is. Season two, three, and four are hilarious, am- uh, amazing. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Um, it's a great show. Yeah, it's it would fun. never, it would never fly nowadays. No. You think about all the great TV shows that no one could use in 2019 because someone would be offended. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, oh. The Office, Mad TV, Miss Swan. I mean. Like you know, I think you know, and I think some of them still try like Saturday Night Live, but that's kind of yeah. they get they're real political, yeah. which I like, but yeah. nah. nonetheless, not interested. Um, yeah, so it was a <clears throat> it's been good, man. It's a great it's show. Good. We even have a our thing here. Yeah, you miss a hundred percent to one hundred percent of the shots you don't take. Wayne Gretzky, Michael, Michael Scott, Scott. <laughs> so stupid. Uh, so uh, if you're not a fan of The Office, you should be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get your life together. I'll tell you what show I've been watching is The Crown. I started. I'm I've watched all three seasons. Now. It's okay. You said it was really good. It's I don't think I think it's really good. It is it's slow. 
Oh, it's slow. It's slow. It, it is slow. It it's really good <clears throat> when you can connect with a character. Um, and I think that's what happened for me, not to say I'm like the queen of England or anything, but just like when you can see struggles that people go through and you're like, man, that's really good. So it is a good show. It gets better, but it's, it stays slow. But I just have the, a hard time with anything to do with the Royal family. I don't under, Why? maybe cause we're American and not British or English or, sure, sure. um, you know, like they take, that's taken really serious and there's all the history yeah. there and, um, I just, I'm kind of glad. No offense to them. I'm just, I wouldn't want to care about all that. Yeah, like it's, a it's lot. just, like, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm just kind of out. You don't get emotional about that kind of stuff. No, like <laughs> I'm not finna call nobody you, his <laughs> his Majesty. <laughs> yeah, nobody over there. Over there, it I is. don't care yeah. whose family you're born into. That's because you're born to America. You don't have to worry about it. I, Thank the Lord. Yeah. The good old U.S. of A. What, what, you know what episode you're on? Like two, three, four, something? Like I'm farther than that. I'm probably like seven or eight. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. So. She's, she's queen, you know, um, they're struggling with her, her, her husband and her, there's tension and all that. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it's good. I, I'm ready for something to pop off. I don't know what it's going to. Like, I'm, I'm trying to find like, is there some strat, like, you know, that's why I liked House of Cards as, as crazy as that was. It's just like, there's. You yeah. see his mind at work, you know. Yeah, she finally gets like a little bit of a backbone. Yeah, I mean she's young; she's like twenty five 20, or something. Yeah, right? if that. Yeah. yeah. So, nonetheless, uh, for those of you that want to watch interesting shows, we watch <laughs> The Office and The Crown. Um, no, so I, I've been watching that. I've been watching a lot of British shows. Believe it or not, I don't know why. It's just been like the way it's gone. And so, like, I'll randomly start popping off at the house talking to Ashley with like a British accent. <laughs> The other day, I was texting her and I was asking her what she wanted for something, and I was like, "What does my lady want?" Like, so I started adopting like these weird British sayings. But I like the British. I like I I like dry British humor. Yeah, a lot. But um, I'm just not into the the royal family stuff. There's a lot of history. So like, I was watching the show, and then I even got on my iPad, and I was like, I wanted to I wanted to find out what something they were talking about. So not kind of like history and stuff. So I'm into all that. But even like with the UK and you know, how much the the um, United Kingdom, you know, is what South Africa at the time she became queen and India and Canada and, yep. you know, but then they're all still kind of connected somehow. And, you know, I, yeah. don't know, I just, I, I got my own stuff going on over here. Worry about what they do. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yeah. No, it is interesting. But there's a lot of things I didn't know. Like I, I didn't realize the proximity of relationship, and maybe I should have, but I didn't. The proximity relationship of like the prime minister to the queen, how that. Well, works. back then they were appointed. Yeah, and so, um, and that changes in the seasons. Like so, that transition happens. Yeah, you know, and uh, but just seeing all those things is pretty cool. Um, I didn't realize some of the proximity for some of that stuff. So, just interesting. Yeah, because there's history there. I mean, started World War Two. I mean, mm-hmm. back back in those times so if you like that kind of stuff so it's kind of cool winston churchill um winston you know it's in the show obviously um yep. not the winston churchill Raw, uh, naturally uh, but um <laughs> it's a good show i mean it's good it's not great but yeah. it's something to watch mm-hmm. you know i like netflix originals are usually pretty good yeah they seem to be staying pretty true to the stories they're not, they don't seem to be getting outlandish yeah i like it so good so if you're still with us uh what we're talking about today has well, nothing to do with that. any of that uh but yeah we uh we like to, a lot we, of people right now are into christmas stuff so i was talking to savannah savannah Sapp, oh, 
one of our uh, John's wife. John's on staff. Y'all, y'all seen and heard from John, his wife. Um, she said Sunday that she's not watching anything but Christmas movies between now and Christmas. <laughs> and I was like, I, like you're refusing. She's like, yeah, I'm not. I well, will. I will not watch another movie but a Christmas movie. First of all, let's pause for a second because we know she's referencing Hallmark Christmas movies. Probably, or I guess any of those. Right. She's not. For, for those of you that are Hallmark Christmas movie watchers, so first of all, I let's know. let's not pretend there's multiple movies. There's the same movie with multiple actors. I don't really know much about any of that. It's so. the same plot. Well, I can. Yeah. Over 16 movies, and many of them use the same actors. So it's not always different actors. Sometimes it's the same movie with the same actors uh, in a different setting. So, mm-mm. yeah, it's more or less just the same movie recorded multiple times. Um, now I do like Christmas so. movies. She just was, it was just funny to me because she said that she's not watching anything but. Yeah. Now you start tapping into like the Grinch, you know, Jim Carrey's Grinch. Like that's you got pretty, some of those. That's pretty good. Those Elf. are different than like the Hallmark. Christmas to me, movies. the classic Christmas movies though are like a even like Home Alone. Oh, pfft. I mean, yeah, I've already watched both of those on Disney. Yeah, Plus. me too. Yeah, me absolutely. too. I have to. Um, <laughs> I do like a Christmas story. You know, that'll play like all day Christmas Day. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, and they some people tell me I look like Ralphie. But I don't know if that's true. You can't undo that. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen that are watching. <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's a great that's a great movie. Um yes, I like some of those. Uh and even National Lampoons. You yeah. Know, and things like that. So I do like some of the Christmas. It was just funny she was like elf. refusing to watch yeah, elf. Yep. Um so yeah, I like I like some of those. Dope. Christmas yeah, no, time. When I think about the Hallmark movies, I get like ugh But uh, you know, talking about other Christmas movies, I don't mind those. Home Alones are great. I mean, Home those are hilarious. Fantastic. I don't care who you are; that's yeah. hilarious. So, um, so yeah, that's great, great movie. The first two, yeah, and the second one is as good as the first one. It's very rare that that happens, yeah. but yes, it was. Yeah, great, great movie. So, Christmas time, man. Yeah, do, you, do y'all decorate your house? <laughs> no, not a, no. Do you have a tree or anything? No. Really, your wife not not into that? Yeah, well, she she hasn't been not lately. I got gotcha. you, but um, yeah, we we historically have done like trees and stuff. Past couple Christmases we haven't. Um, maybe we'll again next year. We've never decorated the outside of our house, like putting up lights and stuff. I'm just not that guy. Nah, I'm I, not. Number one, I'm kind of a Scrooge when it comes to Christmas. I, I'll admit it. Like I don't get you know 14 years in retail. Sure. I don't, you know what I mean? Like, he, I think people think I'm a Scrooge. I do like it. Mm-hmm. Like, um, you know, if I was going to say a family's house, my mom's house, she does all the whole, the whole thing. My mom's same thing, way, yep. You know? yep. Um, you know, I like it. Like, the tree's cool, yep. but I don't do none of that in my house. Yeah. One, I don't want to spend the money to just put it up for a few weeks, a month. Yeah. And what am I supposed to do with the other 11 months? I got to find right. somewhere to store box, this bad boy. Right. Yeah, like I I'm told just, Ashley we need to get one of the little Chinese wall partition things, just put it around the tree, <laughs> take that mug down. <laughs> you know, um, and I'm a Christian. You know, those pagan trees and stuff, I'm not getting them in my <laughs> Just kidding. I'm just really kidding about that. Oh, kind man. Of. <laughs> no. Uh, but, no, I, I like it. I just – I don't. I've never decorated. I've been on my own since 2003. I've lived and I've never decorated for any holiday. Yeah, Um, I don't decorate for holidays. Ashley does a little bit. This year, last year, we didn't do literally anything. This year, she did some things inside the house. You know, so swapped out. You know, the bowl, the wicker basket bowl 
that was holding stuff for like a Santa bowl. Like she, some of those things inside the house. Okay. Next year we'll probably put up Christmas lights, you know, do the thing. Yeah. You know, be part of the neighborhood, you know, but <laughs> I, I just, That's I, yeah. Not me either. Yeah. Like I said, 14 years in retail, man. I, Christmas is like. So you don't do Christmas songs at all? Oh my gosh! Christmas no, I music. hate Christmas music because yeah, that's all that played in the stores. Yeah, stuff. especially like Jingle Bell Rock, Frosty the Snowman, yeah, yeah, Rudolph yeah, the Red-Nosed yeah, Reindeer. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, I remember working in a, three or four particular settings, and they all had the same playlist. So you could, at this time, you had to buy this playlist, yeah. and all of them bought the same playlist. Uh, and for literally like I think nine years straight, it was the same. There's only eight songs on the playlist. Oh. Man. And so if you worked a nine-hour shift, you heard every song nine times. At least. So then you would... Come back tomorrow. Come back tomorrow. <laughs> you work six days. Like, so you 50, yeah. 50, I heard all of those songs like 53 times or 54 times a week for nine years. No, sir. Like, well, for an uh, eight-week time frame for nine years. So it was like, I don't yeah. ever care if I never hear that music again. Yeah, no, but what I think is cool about Christmas and the holidays in general, I've always traditionally loved Thanksgiving more, but it's like all the family stuff is kind of cool. You know, you get everybody get together, people have their traditions and whether that's, you know, Christmas Eve and they get together and whatever. I I, I do like that kind of stuff. It's now it's like as you grow up, like, you know, family moves away like my mom doesn't live close and now like we used to do these big parties you know my cousin april yep. all, all us um april we we used to have big christmas parties for that so that was my mom's side of the family yeah um <clears throat> but as we've gotten older you know so many of like what are my aunts and uncles are now grandparents themselves right my right, cousins right. have kids and stuff so mm-hmm. they want to do their right it's, it's their right, family now right. which is you're not going to have 80 people in a house right because literally it would be right, i mean right. i mean um but you know, it's not like it used to be when it was all the cousins and then my parents and my aunts and uncles and then sure. my grandparents. Now it's like all my aunts and uncles are now grandparents themselves. And, they've got and the grandparents are passing on. Yep. So it's yep. like they want to do stuff with their grandkids and do the, their own traditions. And, like, I'm cool with I, I get it. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. No, I got you. So that that kind of has changed over the years, which those those family Christmas parties were awesome. Yeah. Um, at least in in. in um, in my family. Yeah, um, and, and the older you get, Christmas gets more expensive. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah. when you're a kid, like, it didn't cost you anything. You got to open all these cool presents, and it was awesome. Well, and y'all know, well, maybe y'all don't know. You, you know I'm not a gift giver. No, Justin's um, not a gift giver. I, I'm bad at it. Um, I'm really bad at buying gifts. Um, I spoke I spoke Justin's love language <laughs> with his gift yesterday. <laughs> so, I'm, I'm really bad at gifts. Yeah. But, um... But, so I, I buy one gift. Yeah, it's for my mom because Fair I'm gonna enough. be. I hope she doesn't watch this um, or hear this. I kind of feel like it's out of obligation. I do want to get her something, but I, it's my mom. She's your mom. Yeah. She's my mom, of course. And you know, it's it's not that I don't want to. It's not that I want to. I'm intentional about not wanting to buy her something. Just for me, my you just brain. Don't buy really, people. I just don't buy gifts. Right. Um, of and I don't expect a gift from any person. Yeah. So that's I, fair. Right. So I I don't. I don't want a gift. If you give me a gift, I do appreciate it. Um, but I, I'm just not. Yeah, it's not your lane. It's, but I got to change that at some point, you know. That, that's just hard. It's just it. my mind, it doesn't go there to think about buying gifts. Yes. So I, I buy one gift, and that's for my mom. I buy two gifts a year, maybe three. My mom for Christmas, her birthday, mm-hmm. <laughs> and maybe like a Valentine's Day or Mother's Day. And honestly, that doesn't change after you get married. Yeah. 
it just becomes your wife, and then your wife helps make sure she gets something for your mom, and it can be from both of you. <laughs> so, so, yeah, I'm responsible to buy gifts for one person, yeah, right, right. and that's my wife. My wife makes sure that we get gifts for everyone else. I've seen her list, and I want to like I'm looking at that list, like how is that person's name on there? Like I didn't know we get gifts for them people, <laughs> like yeah. you know. So, uh, but you know, her and her friends, they all buy each other gifts and stuff for the guys. Like, we, yeah, so, so to anybody that is in my close friend or family circle, you're getting nothing from Justin. Oswald. It doesn't mean I don't appreciate you. Yeah, but he also expects nothing. So. I'd expect nothing. Right. So like, please helpful. spend the money somewhere else. Don't give me nothing. <laughs> so, <laughs> so he got staff gifts. <laughs> so yesterday we gave the staff gifts, right? And so uh, sometimes I like to be a little creative. And so um, I took it upon myself. Usually Karen would be the one getting people gifts. But Karen was getting one of the gifts. So naturally it had to be me that went and got. So I went and got gift bags. And every person's gift bag represented their personality. So, <laughs> so like, John is a creative person. So, his gift bag was, had geometric, sh- like, geometric shapes on it. And all, it was all designy looking. And Juwan's gift bag was, like, fancy, but not super fancy. Because <laughs> he likes to drip different. So, I was like, I got him that one. Karen's was pink, you know, so whatever she's only girl on staff uh <laughs> eli's was covered in glitter <laughs> sparkly i don't know why i thought of him to be sparkly but that's what i went with that was funny and then justin got a plain brown paper bag <laughs> yeah <laughs> and he so it was funny because he got all of my jokes so there were two jokes when it came to justin's gift one was his plain brown paper bag which he thought was funny it was uh and then so i got we got everyone on staff this like creative devotional book so it's like pictures of like um land settings and stuff like it's like a creative book um it's a picture and then a devotional and so just something like that yeah it's kind of cool got everyone the same gift um but i wrote a message to each one of them on the inside of it and so when i told when they were opening the gift i said uh I, I wanted to connect to you on your level, so I wrote a message from I wrote I wrote something from the heart on each one of your books, and so like <laughs> so you know each one of them Karen got one it was like how grateful I am Joan got one talking about how proud I am you know? <laughs> like so I wrote paragraphs for each one of them in Justin's I wrote Justin comma something from the heart <laughs> yeah. and uh, down way at the bottom it said no nah, for real, I appreciate you man but it was a uh, it it was the perfect gift for it Justin because and I, I like the bag thing that would have never even crossed my mind. Yeah. I would have <laughs> I, I would have looked for what's the cheapest bag in here <laughs> and buy five of them. Oh, not because it's not important, but because to me it's a it's a delivery system. It's like wrapping paper. Right, right. It's going to go straight into the trash. It Serves a purpose. So why right. spend four dollars on it when you can spend ninety nine cent? Now, I know everyone doesn't think that way. And then apparently people reuse bags. That's a thing, Um, which I guess if you're spending $4, if if you give me a bag, I might as well save it so I don't got to spend $4 next time I need to give a bag. But then you got to find somewhere to put it. I got to store the dang thing now. Yeah, so... (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... Uh, Do you do do cards? No. I I don't either. No, I don't do cards. I don't do it either. Yeah. My mom's always telling me, like, oh, you got to send so-and-so a card. I'm like, mom... Why don't I just text them? <laughs> like, why do I need to go? I don't get the card thing. Uh, but I know yeah. women do. My mom cracks me up with that. But like, yeah, no, I, I'm, I mean, like, I like getting cards. Is getting something is always nice. So you know, but it's like, so, I, so question. I'm not a card person. This is funny. Before we get into the message, 
Um, what do you do with cards when you get it? Oh, do you throw ter- them away? I feel terrible answering this because so many people give me cards at the church. Oh, they do? Mm. Yeah. Um, no. So it depends on the what per- it is. Okay, okay. Um, so if it's like, if it's kind of like a tacky card from like... God, it sounds terrible. If Maybe it's kind of a tacky card it. from like an aunt or an uncle or something, you know what I mean? It's got a picture of Snoopy on it on the inside. It says, you're great. You know, it has a yeah. check in there. Like, take the check, toss the card. That It's just the way. Like, I, I was the kid. We, we'll, we'll talk about Shake birthday the card, cards. the check falls no. out. You <laughs> the no, I will, I will read the card. Because oh, yeah, I, read I, it, yeah. I understand people. I understand that some people who are into cards go through Many, many minutes at that card section to find the right card. And it's important to them, right? So I do yep. get that. And I want to honor that. Yep. So I read the card. But I was the guy or kid, especially at a birthday. As soon as I'm done reading, oh, thank And it's sincere. Thank you for the card. Straight into the trash in front of you. <laughs> like, like, what am I supposed to do with this right, right, right. for the right. rest of my life? I'm pin it up on Is my there wall? a time frame? Right. Let's that's be a, real. Everybody question. throws cards away. Right. At some point. Unless it's from your kids or your mom or something like, like that, like right. that real special type thing. Gotcha. Everyone yep, no throws doubt. them away. So I have no problem telling people I throw cards away. Yeah. Not because I don't care. Because you do it too, I just tell you I do it. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I, 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 a couple of years ago, I adopted a system, and I, as a matter of fact, I still use the system. I don't think about it much. I didn't intentionally create this system. It kind of just became self-created on accident, I guess. Now that I think about it, but, um, like any card that comes from people in the church, yeah. Uh, Ashley has pretty much figured out. Not to give me cards. Yeah. Um, like, so, uh, but when cards compete with the church, so uh, one of the drawers in my office, I keep all the cards from the people in the church in that. Um, and then next year, when the new batch comes in, oh, I get rid of those. Oh, that's a pretty good. That's yeah. a pretty good idea, so, actually. Uh, if, you don't, if you don't give me a card every year, you are forgotten. I'm just I'm totally kidding. Totally, it's yeah. not true. <laughs> um, no, it's uh, that's that's kind of like my recycling method type thing. That's so, a good idea, actually. Yeah, you know, so. Because everybody does have a time. Like, it's yeah. not. Now, maybe you shouldn't do. I'm not saying do what I do. Right, right, right. But everyone does throw cards away. You don't yeah. keep them forever. No, so no, So it's no. like, at what point? So to me, I just speed up the process for yeah. myself. And now that I think about it, it's not Christmas. I was thinking Christmas, but it's not Christmas. It's, like it's pastor usually Pastor Appreciation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I usually and, and keep the cool thing about, now, until next year. Now, that's a good point because Pastor Appreciation, I saw one from last year recently at my house somewhere. I was cleaning out a drawer or something because generally with those, like Christmas cards, as great as they can be, sometimes it's like Merry Christmas, Happy holidays, Merry Christmas, yeah, whatever. Yeah, you know, um, whatever. But sure. like usually with Pastor Appreciation, like they, they there's something there's written. heartfelt messages, right, right, right. Yeah. So that is different. Yeah. So let me maybe I should have prefaced that I don't throw cards away like that. Yeah. If it just says like Happy Birthday, like yeah. And a duck going, pops out. It's going straight into the garbage. <laughs> so get the cheapest one you can <laughs> yes, for seriously. Justin. Don't yeah. even get me one. Just yeah, tell yeah, me happy yeah. birthday. Yeah. It's cool. It's cool. I don't need it. I don't want it. Give him give him a grandma's handshake. What's that? Grandma's handshake? Yeah. You got twenty dollars in your hand. Oh oh like to get into the to the like you slip into the, the host, like yeah, yeah, oh it's, it's gonna be a forty five minute wait, then you like slip them up. Yeah, yeah, it's we, uh, call, we call it the grandma's handshake. Oh your grandma's wishing you happy birthday. I didn't know that. Shoot, shake your hand. Wow. So well, let's uh, back on track here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If you're still with us, uh, we, <laughs> Sunday we talked about uh, storms and stillness, uh, and so we're in this series, God with us. We are, 
you know, Matthew uh, one twenty three, the virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. It does. So the whole series is built around this idea that God is with us, and uh, and so, um, you know, we we started by like referencing, you know, reminding everyone what we learned two weeks prior because this series is broken up a little bit. We kind of rehash a little bit and talk about you know how uh, we enjoy God in different ways according to what season we're in. And so we, you know, we enjoy him. We enjoy God on the mountaintops. We get to know him intimately in the valleys. And then we talked about the idea that God never promised we would, wouldn't go through a valley. He promised that we wouldn't go through the valleys alone. So like we use that to catch up from the first week, which was a couple weeks before then. Um, and so then we kind of got into talking about, um, courage in the midst of storms. You know, we talked about being in storms and we talked about courage in the midst of storms. Um, and um, this idea that we should never allow the presence of a storm to cause us to doubt the presence of God, right? That's so simple, but you have to be reminded of that. Yeah, no doubt. Because that's easy. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's easy to fall into that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and I think one of the biggest traps that we fall into, I think one of the biggest traps we fall into, I was talking to one of our guys yesterday, I, I got to hang out with them a little bit and uh not going through a bad time but just going through one of them seasons where there's a lot of things popping off and uh you know as uh, we were talking a little bit you know reminding I was reminding him that if we think that we are in control of anything we are in a theological crisis yeah in other words like um <clears throat> I think God has given us um, authority in certain areas, but it's still his authority that he's letting us, like he's stepping aside to let us make decisions. Um, but ultimately he's still in control. And so when we think that it's our decisions, when we think that we're in control, when we think that we're the sole, uh, voice or, uh, dictator or captain of the ship, uh, that could cause us to be in any particular place, like, you're you're in a theological crisis to think you have that much control over your that, life. That's a good point. You know, um, now I do think that God oftentimes, and I think you can you could back this up biblically. I think God gives you the ability to make decisions sometimes, and with our decisions, sometimes our decisions land us in stupid places. Right. Sometimes we like we'll we'll blame God for the consequences of our own bad kind decisions. Kind like reaping and sowing. Uh, it's exactly like reaping and sowing. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, yeah. It's like, you know. It's not not God's fault you're in this. Like you did you did this. Yeah. You you make thirty thousand dollars a year and you bought a quarter million dollar home. That's why you're broke. Not because like <laughs> life's unfair or God's not looking out for you. Like you made a bad financial decision and now you're or, paying for yeah, it. Yeah, you you make thirty a year and you bought a forty thousand dollar car. Right. Um probably shouldn't have did that. Probably should have thought that through yeah. a little more, you know. Um you 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 know, same thing. You, you know, you don't you don't make very good money or you got five kids and no budget. So you're just spending money wherever you spend money. Like mm. well, you make like so you're, we bring things on ourselves, and sometimes we call it a storm. In all actuality, a lot of times it's not a storm, especially a especially when there's even decisions. you know in that in that example of like a financial, you know, the the there are biblical principles to finances that if yep. you don't follow, mm -hmm. you know, but um, but yeah, I mean, even when it comes to 
which we're all guilty. I mean, I have I have like a mortgage, but it's like you know talking about the the borrower sleep to the lender and these type of things. And then you know if you're not tithing mm-hmm. or whatever, but yeah, it's like it it is a storm to you in that moment, but it's not just because it's 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 a pattern of probably poor decisions. Yeah. You know, yeah, they, they yeah, yeah. got you there. Yeah. Um, and I still think in that, that God wants to get you out, you know, but right. we got to learn from what's happening. Yeah. And, and it's going to have to take a change in our decision making. Like, That's right. Uh, I, I don't, I, I don't think that God is oftentimes, and I could probably be, I could be wrong on this in some arenas. I don't think I am, but I could be. Um, I, I think there's a lot of times where God is not anxious to get out of get us out of circumstances that we haven't decided we need to change the thought process of getting ourselves in them. In other words, uh, the same thing for like for the for parents. If your kid keeps making dumb decisions, you're not in a hurry to help him keep making them. Right. So it's like well, God's not in a hurry to get us out of a storm if we if He knows that we haven't. And even even enough. Yeah, and even going back to the financial problems, it's like, um, you know. Most people think the answer to the financial problems would more money would fix it. Like it's lack of money. It's it, not. Is, so it's um, a waste of money. Yeah, generally. I mean, and, I mean, and I think that there's the evidence would show if you really looked at it. Like if you if you're bad at managing fifty thousand, you'd be bad at managing a hundred thousand. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And you probably would still be trying to make ends meet. You know, you just mm-hmm. you would just have more debt. You, you'd ha- you know you you'd have nicer things, but your money would still be finding its way out of your hands you know so if you can't manage 50 you probably can't manage 100 a lot of times we just think it's lack of resources so if i had more i would not be in this position when generally it's you just don't know how to manage what you have properly and that's where i think there are uh, beneficial benefits uh, there are beneficial Beneficial things out there to even help you with that though it is (laughs) you know like like uh, financial peace university and things like that um crown financial there's christian things out there to help you even do that because you know sometimes we're a product of of you know here in america you're marketed that stuff you're marketed credit cards i mean you know you're a product of your environment it's not necessarily all bad decisions just because you're ignorant well you're ignorant but that's not i don't mean that like in a disrespectful way um it's like you just don't know a lack of knowledge right um but there are things out there to help you like get into a place of how do i how do i manage this and, st- or and steward it and that's very true you know we, we we deal with um i think there's a lot of people that are in generational poverty mm-hmm. you know what i mean it's like they they don't even realize that I, I i think a lot of people in generational poverty in other words my grandma was poor my great grandma was poor my mom was poor i'll be poor and there's a continuation a perpetuation of decision making that maintains that um and i i think there's a lot of times people in those circles uh look at other people who aren't in the in the poverty circles um and they just assume that they just have something we could never have and to a degree that's possible but it's not probable um now the, there's circumstances that can make that different so yeah, i want to be i want to yeah i want to be sympathetic sure. to not state not to create a blanketed statement that anyone can pull themselves up by their bootstraps that's not necessarily what i'm saying what I am saying is there are systems and ways that you can utilize what you've been giving and what you're earning to make it be the most fruitful. And it just takes changing some of your decision-making habits. Right. Um, and so all those things are, are super important, but even you take it outside of the financial world, you know, talk about parents with kids, you know, you got a kid that, you know, won't stop getting arrested, but every time he does get arrested, you go bail him out. Mm, yeah. Stop bailing him out. Stop. Stop showing up. 
Like if he's if if he's hooked on drugs, stop giving him money or her money. Like stop you're you're creating the storm at least from that context for yourself. Like I'm not saying you got to stop loving the kid, but you got to stop helping them because you're not you're not helping them. You could make the argument that if you, you by you doing that you you're, you're not really loving them. Yeah. The be, yeah. you know. Um but yeah, it is an But you so you're creating a storm for yourself. Like that's not you know, the enemy didn't send that, you right. know, like you keep doing that. You know, I talked to one of our guys a long time ago and told him the same thing about his son. Every time his son got in trouble, he showed up. But then every time he would try to talk to his son afterwards, it would turn into a blowout. Fight, I'm, like, yeah. I'm like, how about you just stop, like stop showing up to the jail and bailing him out. Like stop doing those things. You know, next time he goes to court, don't beg the judge to have leniency. Sometimes someone needs to be locked up for a few <laughs> weeks or a few months to get it straight. Yeah. Like for real. Like for real. I remember sitting, you know, I mean, like I don't mind it being like people know. I, I remember sitting like in a, it was a juvie, but I remember sitting behind, you know, these block walls and thinking to myself like, this ain't what I want. <laughs> There's nothing outside these walls that's worth having that I might end up back inside these walls. And especially as an adult. Yeah. So that was an awakening moment. Yeah, I right. remember my dad told me, it's like, if you ever get arrested, don't call me because I ain't coming to get you. <laughs> like you made the decision, like you made your bed both literally and metaphorically, and you're <laughs> right. going to lay in it for however long they tell you you're going to stay there. And, uh, and we didn't, I didn't like, I called, tried to call my mom and they made me call my dad. And, uh, so he got on the phone with the, got on the phone with the person was like, um, with the guy, he said, well, how long, if, if I don't come pick him up, how long is he going to stay there? He's like, well, he'll be released tomorrow afternoon. He's like, fine, do that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that sounds good. <laughs> yeah. And, but it like, you know, it was a learning thing. So all that to say is he didn't per- help perpetuate bad decision-making. Like he let me sit in my decision. So for some people, you are creating the environment that your storm needs to thrive. Right. And so your decision-making is doing that. Now, all that to say, that's not always the case. There are certainly storms that get blown into our life that uh, we didn't ask for. It's not our decision-making. It's not any of those things. It's just the season that either the enemy is throwing something at us. It's a storm we found ourselves in. Or it's something God's going to use to build our character, help us lean on him. You know, uh, we were in the pipeline last night. Man, pipeline was killer last night um so we were talking about hermeneutics and so we were talking about so for those who don't know hermeneutics is the is the understanding uh, of scripture based on like who was writing it who it was who was writing the scripture who the scripture is written to context context what you know what what is the scripture actually saying where was it written when was it written just getting an understanding of because not all scripture is written to us most people don't realize that the whole bible is not written uh in a way that applies to us. Sometimes we're reading it on what's happening between two people and you got to find the, the message that on how it applies to us. So we were talking about that a little bit. Um, and we had kind of gotten into, uh, one of them was asking about like, so if I'm battling with, uh, they use depression. Uh, If I'm battling with depression, what scripture do I use to get out of it? And so they were asking about a particular scripture, Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. <laughs> so I, was, I was like, I was like, well, you know, I said, you know, that I said, if, if there's a revelation from God that gives you comfort in the midst of the darkness that comes from Jeremiah twenty nine eleven, more on you. I said, I would find more hope in Psalms 
I, I would I would find because that scripture is actually talking about though ten thousand stand against me, thou Lord art a shield for me. You're the glory and the lifter of my head. Uh, later on in Psalms, it talks about that we can take shelter under His wing. Uh, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll fear no evil for you are with me. Like uh, so, we can look in Psalms and actually see a number of places where He's giving us context to say like no 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 like because you know what He was going he, through. He's for me. Yeah, yeah, He is in depression. He is from the scene. Whereas Jeremiah twenty nine eleven ain't got nothing to do with that at all. Now, if you find revelation, great, but don't you start teaching other people that revelation based on 2911 in Jeremiah like because it ain't written to you you (laughs) so that's so we were these little scripture these couple verses we pull out the buffet buffet preaching right so but what I was talking about is I said you want to know what the what a what I think when we're talking about depression or we're talking about anxiety or we're talking about unforgiveness or we're talking about when we're talking about these things, I said, you want to know what scripture I really think applies to those more than anything is when Paul says there is a thorn in my side that I can't get rid of. When he says, I wake up doing the things I don't want to do and I don't find myself doing the things I want to do. And then I find myself not doing the things I want to do and doing the things I don't want to do. Paul goes, I said, if anything, I think your depression or your anxiety may very well be the thorn in your flesh that you never get rid of your entire life so that you are reminded how badly you need Jesus more today than you needed him yesterday. Yeah, And it was like, I, I said, we, we're, we've been taught that like this American gospel, this, this Westernized version of Christianity that God doesn't allow or want anything bad to happen to you. And I don't think he wants anything bad to happen to us, but he certainly allows us to go through situations and pains and difficulties and storms that cause us to lean on him rather than lean away from him. Like he certainly, if Jesus and Paul and any of them ever taught us anything throughout the New Testament, it's that you're going to have issues, but in the middle of your storm, your issues, your valleys, that's when you trust the Lord. Like, that's when you go to the Lord and you don't always get what you were looking for. You don't always get, you know, all those things. And we, we talked about prayer and fasting because then one of them asked, I was like, well, what about fasting then? I was like, let me help you out. I was like, fasting is not so that you can move God and bend him to your will. Mm-hmm. I was like, he created the world and everything in it in six days. I said, if the earth were to shift 0.001 degrees off of its axis it would be a solar system catastrophic event if that were to happen you mean to tell me that he paid attention to details to the point zero 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 one uh percentile of the rotation and axis of the earth to make sure it stayed on point but you can bend his will to what you need him to do because he didn't eat for a week come on yeah i was like Fasting and prayer is not about moving God to our will. It's moving us. It's aligning us to his. That's right. You know? um, That's because, you know, the Bible isn't about us. I mean, that whole message, it's like he's he's for himself. And his glory. Right. He is for you. But the only reason he's for you because he's for himself. Because he's for himself, right? right? It's it's about his, his namesake, about right. his glory. It's Psalm about glory. Man. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then even Ephesians was it for whatever? Yep. Ch- it's verse six, whatever chapter. Mm-hmm. I forget which chapter it is, but I mean, like I was just listening to that the other day again. But it's like yeah. God is for you; He does love you. But the motivation behind Him being for you is because He's for, he's himself. for himself. Right, right, <laughs> right. The Bible's about Him. Yeah, it, and man, I like. It was, you know what I mean? Like you can see light bulbs going off in the students' heads, like 
because you know in the pipeline we have to do a fair amount of deconstruction like oh, you know yeah. we for some of them we're deconstructing 30 years of bad theology and bad biblical teaching and rebuilding healthy theology and rebuilding healthy biblical teaching understanding hermeneutics and all those things um and in doing so people are like <laughs> faces you know like fa- eyes are wide open um and but it's cool because they're getting they're finally finding the truth to the Bible. And the more we talk about it, the more they're falling in love with the word. Like you can fall in love with the word when you actually know what it says, right. when you actually know why it was written. Um, and so that's what we find uh, a lot of them. But we were talking, that's what we are talking about storms, you know, about sometimes, sometimes you don't have a storm. Sometimes you have a thorn and it's the constant reminder that you are not good enough yet. And you never will be until you stand before God in glory and you are given a new body, you know, and, <clears throat> and in your, our eternity with him. So, yeah, it was good, man. Good stuff. Pipeline was fun. Pipeline 2020. Anybody wants to register, come on <laughs> out. It's going to be dope. Uh, more information can be found, transformationchurch.com. <laughs> so, um, but, yeah, so uh, we, we kind of move on, and we tell the story out of Acts 27. Acts 27, not Matthew 27. Yes. Made that mistake on Sunday. My apologies. Um, Acts 27, where Paul is uh, finds himself in a storm. And um, the, the whole point of what we were communicating through Acts 27 <clears throat> is that even though you find yourself in storms, God shows up in the storms. Um, and we gave a number of things that's happening through that. You can go listen to the full sermon uh, if you want to hear uh, all of the story out of Acts 27. Um, but well, it really hinges on this idea of courage, right? Now, not courage within ourselves, but and courage it, within... And it's verses 20 through 25. 20 through for 25, the, For those yeah. who want to go check that out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Acts 27, 20 through 25, the story of Paul. Matter of fact, you can actually read the whole chapter of Acts 27 if you want to get a full scope of, of really what's happening there. But... Yeah, and, and courage, uh, you got the definition of courage right there from the notes, um, right, Justin? Yeah, of courage? Yeah. Courage, the ability to do something that frightens us, strengthen the face of fear, pain, or grief. Yeah, and so, um, you know, this idea of having courage in our storms, um, but having courage means having confidence, and we don't have our confidence within ourself. Um, we actually put our confidence, that's what we said Sunday, we put our confidence in the Creator, not the creation, you know? And so sometimes our temptation in the storm is that we need to work longer hours to get out of this financial storm. You don't, you need more of God in your financial storm, you know? Um, Matter of fact, it could be argued. I'm not saying it's always the case. It could be argued. You need to work less and give to God more. I don't necessarily mean give financially. Although if he puts that on your heart, he, he will, you will reap where you have sown the Bible says. But, um, so I'm not necessarily saying you'll just get more financially, but what I'm saying is where maybe you need to honor the Sabbath more Mm. because in honoring the Sabbath, a lot of people still don't understand this principle. Taking a Sabbath day, people say, I can't afford to, to, to rest on the seventh day. I can't afford to take a Sabbath. I need that money. What you don't realize is if God is your provider, which he is, he can give you yep. more when you give him one day. Essentially, if you don't honor the Sabbath, this is why it's important. If you don't honor the Sabbath, what you're telling the Lord is you don't need his blessing. You need more of your hard work and earning. But if you'll give him a day of rest, what you're doing is you're communicating to the Lord, I know I need these things, but I need you more than I need these things. Right. And you'll give me all that I need when I give you what you asked for, which is a day of rest. 
And so what happens is when we rest on the Sabbath, we're honoring the Lord. Therefore, he honors us in return by supplying our needs and giving us uh, on six days what we couldn't have gotten for ourselves in seven. That's right. Essentially, it's tithing your time. You know, same thing. You give God 10%, you keep 90, and he makes your 90 go further than you could have made 100 go. It's the same concept, Absolutely. just with time uh, and rest and attention and honor. So um, then... We put, yeah, so we put our confidence in the creator, not the creation, right? <laughs> so, and we rattled off a number of scriptures to where we communicated, um, you know, just different ways that our confidence is in the Lord, it's in the creator, we can take courage, you know, all those things. So, um, and then at the end of the day, we talked about the idea that courage for every storm is found in Jesus. Yeah. You know, um, so, and then we circle back around. The virgin will conceive, give birth to a son, name Emmanuel, which means God with us. That's right. That's it. It's good stuff. So we got a big weekend coming up. For those of you that uh, don't know yet, big weekend. Sunday morning services, Christmas services is going to be dope. Then Christmas by the Bay, Monday night. You guys are going to want to be there for that. So if you're in the Pensacola area, come on out. Downtown Pensacola, Community Maritime Park. Yep. Amphitheater. Yep. So come out. It's going to be a good time. Starts at... uh, Five, the, yeah, with some festivities uh, start at five. Yeah, stuff for the kids. So uh, invite the kids, families, families, whatever. Um, there's bounce houses and snow machines, and I think face painting and Santa Claus is gonna be there, and the whole kit and caboodle. Yeah, it's gonna be good. And so, then uh, the candlelight service will be at six thirty. It's, it's gonna, gonna be good. It's gonna be good. Yeah. So you guys come out if you're in the Pensacola area. Uh, it's gonna be a good time. And uh, if you want more details, you can check us, uh, check out the website. Matter of fact, for any of the details, whether it's the church or the event, tell them where they can find us. Yeah, transformationchurch.com. And then uh, on Facebook and Instagram at Transformation Pensacola. All right, guys. So go check us out. Uh, Yeah, it's going to be a good weekend. Looking forward to it. We know you're going to be there. Hey, bring somebody with you, too. We'd love to see your friends, family, uh, all that good stuff. So, uh, But as for our podcast, we will catch you next time for another week, another sermon, another follow-up podcast. See you. Thanks for tuning in to the Transformation Church weekly follow-up podcast. It would mean so much to us if you would subscribe, like, and review on iTunes. You get double points if you show us love by sharing it with your friends. Don't forget, you can follow Pastor Justin and Pastor Brad on Instagram and Twitter at Justin Oswald underscore and at Brad Livingston underscore. You can tweet them your questions and comments or email them to us at followup at transformationchurch.com. For more info on Transformation Church, visit us online at transformationchurch.com and on Instagram and Facebook at Transformation Pensacola. We'll be here next week where we will help create context and drive conversation to learn more of what God has for us.